Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What is going on everyone and welcome back to the channel. I hope you're all doing well. Now today I've got for you part one of a two-part Entitled Parents special. Yep, that's right. This Entitled Parents story is so brilliant that I had no choice but to spread it over two separate videos on my channel. So today you'll be getting part one and tomorrow you'll be getting part two. Now look, I do not want to spoil anything that happens in this brilliant story. So I'm going to give you a little bit of insight without hopefully ruining anything. All you really need to know about this crazy adventure is that it's all about this one group of entitled, well, stupid people perhaps, at sea. Weird women believe sailboats are public property. I'm a 43-year-old IT guy, divorced with two kids, a nine-year-old girl and a seven-year-old boy. I'm also a member of a yacht club and I own a smallish 34 Bavaria cruiser from 2008. Next to my kids, she's my pride and joy. Every year, I take three weeks vacation along with my kids and we go cruising for the better part of those three weeks. We've got a small dinghy that basically serves as our pickup truck or food hall. Now, because of COVID, we couldn't go anywhere outside our home country. So we said, F it, we'll be tourists in our own country. And we went for a cruise to all the small cozy harbors that we normally don't see. So cruise is a go. My son knows about the lines and knows how to dock and whatnot. My daughter is the dinghy skipper during this. She loves that thing. We always have our club pennant flying as well as the Jolly Roger. The Jolly Roger means kids on board come and play. We leave our home ports and spend a day and night at sea to get the sea legs growing and sharpen up on our boating skills. Retired Navy, I can't help it. On our third day, we arrive at a smallish marina, roughly 200 berths. In my country, calling ahead on VHF is not a thing. So the only thing to do is either go in with the boat or send in the dinghy to spot for a berth. Now, occupied berths are marked with a red sign. Available is a green sign. My kids know this, and they are also learning to spot a fitting berth. Our boat is 3.6 meters wide, and the berths are different in width. So the trick is to spot a berth wider than 3.6, but not wider than 4 meters, because that's the golden difference. Any berth wider than 4 meters costs a ton of money and is meant for bigger boats. Well, Captain Dingy was volunteering, as always, to scout ahead, while me and the executive officer of my boat, my son, were watching from just outside the inlet. She's equipped with, of course, life jacket, radio, not VHF since that requires a certificate, and a good idea about how wide 3.6 meters really is. Our dinghy happens to be 3.5 meters long, so as long as she can fit the dinghy from end to end between the posts, the boat will fit, including the engine. Now, most people that hang around marinas are used to seeing children in dinghies and wouldn't raise an eyebrow over a nine-year-old girl in a small dinghy wearing a life jacket and looking for empty berths. However, not all people are like that, which we would soon find out. She found one and radioed that back, saying, I've got one, Daddy. It's the Jeep here, and I'm waiting for you here. Over. I reply with, good job. En route now, Daddy out. 
The owners of the boats on either side are the caring, nice older couples, and especially the portside neighbors are completely stunned by Captain Dinghy and her professionalism. They're small talking when we arrive to the berth and help mooring, for which I pay with a cold beer and a soda for the kids. Happy days all around. On the opposite side of the pier, a couple of boats are also flying the Jolly Roger, so the kids are off after a quick lunch. The berth directly opposite us is also available, but knowing from experience, that will soon change. And how right I was. Later in the afternoon, we saw the arrival of HMS Karen and her sailing circus. They arrived while the nice grandparents next door and I were discussing nice marinas to visit. And as a matter of course, we stood by to help receive lines and help with mooring. To simplify their docking, well, it was a trash show. They had a trimaran, a boat with three hulls. The outer two can retract when you dock and extend when you sail. They knew nothing about the boat, so it was clearly a rental boat. After five or six attempts of docking with one side retracted, the other side retracted, then no side retracted, full power plus screaming came all around. The harbour master even came down to join us. So now we stand eight guys plus one harbour master and we're just looking like, what the F are you guys doing? Even my seven-year-old son comes by with some new friends and they say, are they for real? Grandma to our port side quickly provided some ice and soda for the kids. She was amazing. We managed to convince them, the wrecking crew, to throw us the forward lines and we could pull them in after they retracted both pontoons. Now this took the better part of one and a half hours. When they finally docked, they acted like they invented boating. I know that docking in a foreign port can be quite difficult, but when you need eight people to help you, well, one might keep a low profile, you'd think. But not that couple though. They were totally clueless about how to get shore power, water, and how to register with the harbour master, who, by the way, happened to stand right in front of them when they docked. So the harbour master is now trying to guide them in how to register, what to do regarding that shore power and water. And boy, did they listen. Well, no, they didn't. Um, HMS Karen started to full yell instead about how they paid a lot of money to rent that boat and how they expected harbour fees to be included in the rent and then threatened to report the harbour master to the rental company they used and somehow get him fired for trying to extort money from them. After her endless monologue, there were about eight to ten guys laughing. The harbour master just looked at them and went, okay, these are the rules. Each marina requires a fee for docking. That fee covers power, water, and the space you occupy. It includes access to bathrooms, cooking facilities, and cleaning. Your rental company does not own any marina. Is that clear? The circus husband understood, but failed to convey the last part to HMS Karen, something we found out later the next morning. Next morning, we prepare to go underway. Kids are saying goodbye to their new friends. My son is pampered with cookies from Grandma Port and Starboard. Broken hearts from the young girls in the marina. He's got blonde hair with curls and green eyes. A true heartbreaker. And Captain Dinghy is getting ready to go underway. She's dressed in the uniform for the part. Unicorn PJ pants, swimwear, and a life jacket. Now here is where the title, which I remind you guys, is Weird Women Believe Sailboats Are Public Property, comes into play. We're finishing our stay, meaning pulling our shore power cable, testing our lights and systems, testing our bow thruster and prop, VHF and dinghy. But while I'm standing at the stern, ready to single up the lines so my curly-haired executive officer will have an easy job, 
HMS Karen comes running up to me. What are you doing? Good morning. Um, yeah, we're gonna get underway now. We're going to an island recommended by our grandma ports. Enjoy your stay here. What? We can't leave. Uh, you're pretty sure I can't. Sorry, why, why wouldn't I? Because we want that boat. What? You want my boat? Lady, my boat's not for sale. So, excuse me, we, we have to go. What? No, all boats are property of the rental company, and we called them yesterday and chartered that boat. Now, hand it over or else. Lady, you're nuts. I then say to my son, clear forward lines, and to my daughter, meet up outside the marina, docking starboard side. Now we are not attached to the marina anymore, and my son is rolling up the bow lines. When HMS tries to grab the push pit to keep us in the marina, well, she lost that battle. All stop, I say. Man overboard. She came up yelling and screaming. Starboard granddad guided her on board their boat and asked her what the heck she thought she was doing while port granddad called the harbor master. Is she okay? Yes, we got her. Enjoy your trip and we'll see you at the new port. We leave and head for that port. And oh boy, did I hope that she was a one-time Karen. But guys, as I said in the intro, unfortunately, that post right there is just the beginning of this story. Look, the scene has now been set. There's a Karen on the high seas, right? That's all we know. She's already, you know, completely mental. That's clear to see. But amazingly, this story does not stop right here. Let's move right in to part two. So then, moving on to the second part of that story. Weird women believe sailboats are public property, part two. When we left the marina and recovered Captain Dinghy and the dinghy itself, we set sail for the island suggested by Grandma Port. The sail itself was pretty uneventful. The executive officer of the ship, my seven-year-old son, caught a fish, a nice two-kilogram cod. Wow, that was dinner. That is not uneventful. That's a great catch, mate. Next morning, we had an equally uneventful docking next to a nice young couple that were on their first cruise in her parents' boat. A nice 30-feet boat, beautifully maintained. Now, because the marina had floating docks, we reversed in and lowered the stern. After the usual post-docking exercise, fenders, lines, power, and check-in, we greeted the young couple next to us and checked out the marina. The Jolly Roger was still flying, so there were a couple of young pirates, kids, awaiting to see who the new recruits to the playground were. After a quick lunch, the kids again were off. I was about to shut down the stationary VHF, when I heard a call from the Coast Guard advising all marinas to keep a lookout for a stolen boat in the area with a description vaguely matching my boat, as well as a couple of hundred others. Now, that is not something that happens every day, but I know that a few human beings get confused about the mine and not mine concept, so I took a note of it and turned off the VHF. At around four o'clock, I recognized a boat coming in and was pleased to see Grandma Port from the first post, standing at the stern looking for a spot. I hailed them and saw a spot opposite ours, but with a red tag. A quick call to the local harbour master later. It was owned by a local, but was available for two weeks. They just forgot to turn the plates. 50 minutes later, and both of them were sitting in the cockpit of my boat, having a drink with our new friends from next door. I've got to say, guys, boating like this, just, you know, meeting new people, chilling, having a great time, inviting them onto the boat, sending your kids off to other boats. Sounds amazing. It sounds like a whale of a time. Anyway, during this drink, we get to hear Grandma Port's story. So after we left and they got HMS Karen onto the dry land, she was raging, the Karen that is, that we had tried to kill her 
that we'd stolen our own boats and that she would throw them into a prison cell and throw away the key. Grandma Port just giggled and told her to calm down that she did that to herself. And what was she thinking grabbing a boat that was pulling out? Grandpa Port told her to get on their boat, change it to something dry and enjoy herself instead of making a fool of herself in front of her circus husband and their child. Now, I'd never seen that child, but apparently they had a toddler with them, but not a life jacket or vest in sight. As one does, I checked in on the book of faces and about five minutes later, I got a text from a guy I used to work with back in the Navy asking me if I could supply a cold beer in about 10 minutes when he got off shift. One short trip to the Martin flags, Bravo, Echo, First Up, Romeo was flying. My friend arrived in uniform and asked where the heck his beer was at. We've known each other for the better part of 20 years. So he expected to get the where the heck have you been shipmate back. After the hugging and the how the heck are you talk, I introduced him to my new friends and the grandparents. He definitely had grandma Port on his good side because of the uniform. Even grandpa Port started telling stories from back then in the Navy. I never told them that I did other than IT, so they didn't know much about my naval background. And they were actually quite amused when my friend told them that I was his old petty officer. After the second round of flags, I asked about the call earlier from the Coast Guard. He's the chief petty officer at the nearby coastal watch station. And the way our Coast Guard and Navy works is that the Navy is in charge of the sea, but the Coast Guard enforces inside coastal waters. And oh boy, he got a call from the local police reporting the theft and possible hijacking of a sailboat from the last port that we were at, as reported from an enraged woman with a description of a boat similar to ours and that the harbour master knew about it. Grandpa Port just about let out half his drink through his nose when he heard that and started to raise his voice at my friend in my defence and told him what actually happened. That HMS Karen was nuts, that she tried to grab my boat after we pulled out of the slip and that she was a complete waste of air. Thanks, Grandpa. My friend said to me, that was you i don't know oh my god that was you so now what no worries i'll call her off and talk to my captain in the morning great i then notice a police officer walking towards our boat uh yeah can you do it now now have any of you ever heard the phrase the navy is a small place well it turned out that my friend was the officer's instructor at boot camp as i was his so the officer said I'm sorry, Chief. Are the Navy handling this? Oh, hi, mate. Yeah, how are you? Uh, care to explain? Well, we had a report of a theft of a boat, and the harbour master told us that a boat fitting this description pulled in this morning. Well, let's check this out then, shall we? OP, you have your certificates and proof of insurance and ownership with you, right? Uh, yeah, I do. Sure. I hand the officer my binder with certificates. Well, nothing to worry about here, but have you by chance seen the boat in question? Before I can say anything, Grandpa Port interjects. Officer, if that report came from a wet, loud, and wide woman, I have a story to tell you. Of course, he then explains the story from the previous post. Um, okay, uh, Chief, are you backing this up? As sure as you wouldn't like another go at the pit at boot camp. Uh, yeah, right, Chief. Uh, sorry to bother you guys, uh, but you know how it is. He left after that and things turned back to normal. The kids got home, dinner, bedtime, sundowner with the neighbors who now had a lot to talk about. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. But guys, as I said, that is going to do it for this one. If you do want to see how this story ends with part three and part four, please do check out tomorrow's episode on my channel. Same place, same time. Don't worry about that. Um, if you're very scared about missing it, well, turn on notifications somewhere uh, down there. Maybe click the subscribe button and turn notifications on so you'll be notified about part two of this video tomorrow when it gets released. I have to say, though, so far, this story is warming up so nicely. Already so much has happened. This Karen is accusing an owner of a boat of stealing that boat. And clearly, uh, we've seen how inept she is on the water and that her entire family have no idea what they're doing by the fact that, you know, she was chucked in the water. I mean, seriously, did she, did she actually think she could push a moving boat back and not get, you know, pushed the other way? Idiotic behavior. Like, imagine that was a car and you were trying to push a car the other way that it was driving. What would happen then? Same sort of a situation here, Karen, apart from this one's on water. Uh, yeah, but I cannot wait personally for you guys to see tomorrow's video. You're gonna love it um, You know what actually if it's already been a day past the day Like if you're not watching this on the day it's uploaded it will be here if you are just wait It's only gonna be 24 hours till the next video is there and um, yeah, you're gonna enjoy it guys. See you there Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 